bless him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, the more you bless him, the more he bless you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, there's a shifting of the Holy Ghost in the house of God this morning. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, bless your name. Oh, Father, we adore you. Father, we bless you. Father, we honor you. You're wonderful and holy. Altogether lovely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you for being who you are. Thank you for this day. For this is the day that you have made. And we will rejoice and be glad. Thank you for bringing us together on today. Oh, thank you for the power of Jesus that's being released in this place. Thank you for the Holy Ghost that's orchestrating. Moving right where we are. Touching us. Meeting every need. So we give in to him. We say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, glory. Yes to your will, your purpose. Yes to your desire, divine guidance. So we bless you now. Thank you for these that have come. Thank you for our brothers and sisters. Some may have special needs on today. But God, you're Jehovah Jireh. You're our supplier. You're able to meet every need. So we don't focus on what we need. We focus on the one that can supply our every need. Thank you for your healing power that's being released in this place. We bless you and we praise you. Thank you for our brothers and sisters. Pray that you will encourage their hearts, those that are going through bereavement, that have lost loved ones. God, you know how to comfort their hearts. As only you can do. Thank you for our under-shepherd. Thank you for the anointing of God upon his life, upon Sister G's life. Thank you for the words we've prepared for us today. God, thank you for anointing our ears to receive the engrafted word without wavering and without doubt. So we bless you and we praise you now. Thank you for giving all of us this common testimony that it was good for us to have been here in this place at this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'd like you to help us out with putting your phone on mute. Thank you. That concludes our announcements. However, if you lost a set of keys with the word chateau on them, they did find them in the parking lot. So if you're missing some keys, they've been found. You can find them at the hostess desk. Also, Brother Tim would like to advise the men that the men's day t-shirts, the men's t-shirts are ready, and see him after church to get your t-shirt. That's it. 22 years working for the district was preceded by 20 years working for the AT&T Pacific Bell Telephone Company. She had various management positions with the telephone company, leaving the post in 1993 as a Southern Section Employment Manager for Southern California. During her work with the school district, she was a literacy coach for both Roland and Nogales High Schools for their special needs population. 
Her memorable times at Nogales were when she was awarded as Teacher of the Year. Amen. Come on, give praise, Teacher of the Year. Faith Club mentor teacher and her 10-year responsibility for the Black History Celebration at Nogales. And she went, at one time invited us to come and participate in that, amen, which was a glorious event. She owned a tutoring clinic for five years in Walnut before pursuing her master's in education with an emphasis on liter literacy in 1998. After retiring in 2018, she spent most of her time at the administrator of the Madison L. Haywood Love is Key Foundation, founded in 2015 to assist with educational scholarships, indigent, patient support services, homelessness, survival kits, and the Handbags of Hope International Program for Abused Families in Need. She has been a member of Faith Center Ministries for 27 years under the direction of Pastor Donald R. Gridiron Sr. Carla is a Sunday school teacher, head of the New Members Counseling Ministry. She's a devoted member of the Awesome Women's Fellowship Ministry under the direction of Sister Gloria Gridiron. Carla is, a matter, is the mother of three adult children, Tremonisha, married to Jason, Jonathan, Tila, and Madison, who is deceased. The Grammy of five loving grandchildren and the loving wife of our own brother, John Haywood Jr. Amen. Let's give a praise and appreciation. The next voice you will hear, praise God, will be that of Sister Carla Haywood as she brings to us the word of the Lord as soon as the choir is finished. Amen. Come on, let's give praise. Praising God. We're giving all honor to Jesus Christ, who is Lord of my life, Lord, Master, and King. You know, as black folks, we have a problem with the Lords, you know, because we've always felt that we were not given the right opportunities, and we always had a Master who was telling us what to do. But I want to tell you here right now, he is my Lord, my master, and my king. And I have no problem with that. You just, not, you just need to know who your Lord and master is. Greetings to Pastor Gridiron, Sister Gigi, and my church family of Faith Center Ministries. A special hello to my sisters in women's fellowship. My girls. My April girls. They're the bomb. I cherish you so much. My partners in crime, Jackie Poo, she's my traveling buddy, and Brenda Lindsay. To all of you people who are involved in ministries here at Faith Center Ministries, it's just a notion for you to just persevere through all the things that you have to do to do what you need to do. And I praise God for you. To my Sunday school students who meet me every Sunday at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. is Sunday school, guys. 
And last but not least, to my family, my big sisters here, and my hubbiness, John Haywood Jr., who supports me in everything I do. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before you, Lord, understanding that, Father, it is you who gives us the words to speak to your people. We thank you, Father, that this particular time and appointed time is for the individuals here today. We thank you, Lord, that you continue to allow Faith Center Ministries to pour into our hearts, to pour your word into our hearts. Allow us to take authority where we need to take authority. But also know, Father, that you are God, the great I am, the author and finisher of our faith. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your mercy. We thank you for what you're doing for us, Father. It is not us, not we ourselves, it is you. And the joy of the strength, of our strength, is in you. Thank you, Lord, for this time. In the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Master and King. So, my topic is God's promises are yea and amen. Yea and amen. So, last week, Sister Gigi and Evangelist Janine spoke of being saved at five years old. Well, I remember my salvation. It was at eight, eight years old. Question is, was I delivered? And my honest answer would be, nope. And 39 years later, it would still have been a nope. My deliverance has been a long-fought journey, and I'm still in it. But I do know that it is the promises of God that has gotten me this far. Our personal relationship with God and his promises are founded in the belief on the foundation of his word. And I find it that it's in the what, the how, and the why he speaks to us. Did you know that all the promises of God are yes and amen? And this is what it means. Yes, because there's no no. His promise, his yes. And then amen is so be it. That's the fine finality. Yes, and so be it. So I want to go to a scripture reference. It's called 2 Corinthians 1, 19 through 20. And I'm, I actually read in the New International Version. Um, I read the King James, but when I read the New International, it kind of helps me to just kind of bring it home. Because when you read the Bible, it's a personal. It's a personal thing. So you need to be able to take that information and apply it to your own lives. Right there. Okay, so... Um, for the Son of God, and this is the New International Version, so you can read along with your King James Version, but it says, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by me, and that's Apostle Paul, and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no. In other words, there was no confusion. It's not a yes and a no. But in him, it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of, his, of God. So when we hear the promises, we listen to the promise, we apply it to our lives. The amen is because the promises will come to fruition and we are giving him glory. This is that simple, okay? It's not rocket science. I tell everybody, I tell my Sunday school, it's not rocket science. Why? Because God knew who was going to be reading his word. 
okay? He wanted to make it simple. He doesn't try to catch you in anything. He just tells it like it is. Now, just for the record, I know there's different various type of learning styles in here. I can already see it, okay? So we have the people who will be listening. That's the auditory people. They just listen. Then you have the um, visual people, which is what I am. They have to write a lot, okay? And then you have the kinesthetic folks. And they might say an amen or something like that, or they might even get them to go to the restroom and come back. But they have to move. So we have a group of uh, all of you in here. The good part about it is God, excuse me, God knows that his children have their, their various learning styles. So that's why we can read the Bible, read the promises, and stand on his word. Now, did you know there were 3,000 plus promises of God in the Bible? 3,000 plus. Uh, that's a little bit less than 500 a book, if you go that way, okay? Um, it's my intention to address six areas that these scriptural promises support, just six areas, and hopefully I can get through it because Sister G knows I'm kind of long-winded. All my sisters know that, okay. Okay, so here's the hint. You must make it personal to release the intimate, the intimate relationship with God. You have to make it personal, okay? And the reason why I'm going to address these six areas, because they kind of helped me through my journey. And this is my journey. I don't want you to feel like my journey is your journey. Your journey will be different. It could coincide. It could, like, intersect because it is the promise of God. But your journey is your journey. This is my journey, and I want to share it with you. Okay, so six areas. One of them is salvation. Then we have faith. We have obedience, healing, grief, and agape love. Not just regular love, because you guys be trying to define that regular love, and mm -mm, it's not that. We're talking about agape love. That's that unconditional love, okay? So, as I said, this is a personal journey. I will be using my own words to reflect my understanding of God's word as it affects my walk. Okay, so salvation. I have three scriptures. I'm not going to read all the scriptures, but what I'm going to do is kind of paraphrase how I understand it to be. Romans 10, 9, and 10. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. John 3 and 3. Okay, so we know Romans, Romans 10, 9, and 10. Say with your mouth, believe in your heart. Jesus is Lord. He was raised from the dead. Now let me tell you something about that. I grew up as a Catholic. And I'm not hating on Catholics. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because I'm talking about kindergarten through senior high school. And my parents came from New York and they were Catholics. Okay, so. But I always remember in our church they would have Jesus on the cross, always on the cross. And in my mind, as I got older, where is he alive? Because I know he resurrected. They said he did. But where is he alive? Well, it is in your heart, your belief is justified by the fact that he died on the cross. But more importantly, he raised the game. He resurrected. And as a result of that, our mouth establishes our faith through salvation. So the first thing that you need to do in any walk, and this will coincide with yours, is that you need to be saved. There's no way. There's no way you can read any of the promises of God and not be saved. You can't. You won't understand it. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. 
you've become a new creation, right? The spirit man has yielded to Christ, the gift. And guess what? That other man, the mind, will, and emotions, has to come into check, a new creation. So what's your takeaway? You have a saved spirit with a new mind, a new will, and new emotions. That's how you begin your walk. So now we go to faith. Now in faith, you have Hebrews 11.6, which you're all familiar with. I chose Deuteronomy 31.6 and James 1.22. We all know without faith it's impossible to please God. Anyone who comes to him, they have to believe that he even exists. And then guess what God does? He rewards your diligence. You get a reward. That's the best part about promises. God gives us rewards all the time. And then so if you're standing on his word and the promises, you expect a reward, right? And as I was reading through, and I only read now 3,000 plus, you know I didn't read 3,000 plus uh, promises, but I got to 500. Really? Pastor asked me, I think it was Wednesday he had asked me, and I in. um, I said, okay, Pastor. And then I, in my mind, I said, you sure, Sister G, did she, did she okay this? Because, you know, I know Sister G be putting me in a check a lot. and I'm up here. Okay. But interesting enough, this is how God works through Pastor and Sister G. Some of us ladies, some of our April ladies, we, were, we had decided because of last week, as Evangelist Janine, we are going to fast and pray. So guess what day we chose to fast and pray? Thursday. So you call me on Wednesday. I had a whole day Thursday to fast and pray. And as a result of that, I was able to really, you know, start reading the different promises. Okay, so he's a reward of of your diligence. But be strong and courageous. Not afraid, not terrified. There are battles all around us. God is with us. He will never leave you or forsake you. That's another promise. James 1.22. Do not merely listen to the word. Do it. Because you're going to deceive yourself if you just listen. You have to put it into action. My takeaway for this one is faith is a choice. And you can't please God without it. He will never let you go. Don't just listen to the word. Do what it says. Okay? So my next one, guys, check this one out. Oh, I hear my little, that's, that's my um, kinesthetic people. They clapping. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, this one is the obedience. It's number three, obedience. Interesting enough, I chose Malachi 3.10. Romans 12, 1 and 2, and Luke 6.38. And this is in my own words because I have to personalize it, okay? So what is Malachi 3.10? We pretty much know that one. Bring the tithes into the storehouse for others and to prove me. God is challenging you because guess what he's going to do? I'm going to open up all the gates of heaven and give you a blessing. And in addition to that 10%, I'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sake. Rebuke the devourer for your sake. That's why I have it under obedience. Because that's a hard one for us. That's a hard one. Luke 6.38 says, and this is is how I do this. 
Malachi 3.10, I think, is for my tithings. But I think Luke 6.38 is more for my giving. Okay. So give good measure, shaken up, pressed down, running over. It will be given back to you as you have given. He rebukes the devourer for you for the 10%. And then he tells you, you keep giving, and I'm going to press it. And I'm going to let it run over, and I'm going to give it back to you. What is that? To me, that's, that's why that's under obedience. And I'm going to tell you why. Because at the age of 40, I took the first steps in my journey of deliverance. And it took a year to understand the tithing and offering promises from God. It was only after I offered my will, mind, and emotions as a true living sacrifice that it all came together as a pure worship. Offering is a worship to me. It is. I, I can't help myself. It's a worship. And when you start understanding the promises of God and how, is, uh, uh, how it pertains to your 10% or your, your ability to give additional offerings, you will see the manifestation of that in your life. And then you, it's like you can't stop. You just can't stop. So that's my takeaway. I was 41. Okay. I'm 67 now, so I've been giving a lot for a long time. And I'm not bragging about it. I'm just happy. I'm a happy person, just a happy person. So we know, and that's why I put it under obedience, because you need to be obedient to this in order for it to work. So now our next one, that's number four, that's healing. Romans 8:11. God's spirit in you was the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. So why not me or you? If it's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and Jesus is still living, wouldn't that think that, hey, you got something. You got something that really can work for you. Exodus 23, 25 says, Worship the Lord your God and his blessings will be on your food and water. Now I know there's some of y'all that don't even... Uh, bless your food when you eat and that's bad because God said his blessings will be on your food and water and I will take away sickness from among you so if you go eat and you don't bless your food shame on you because you're going to be sick it's a promise it's a promise he said I will take sickness from among you so don't you dare start eating I don't care if you go into McDonald's when you get that hamburger you pray on that hamburger. Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. This is the word of God. Don't you dare be asking people to pray for you when you can't pray for yourself. You pray for yourself. You pray for your health and your healing. And the other side, about, the other side to it, take your medicine. Do not think. That, to me, that's just challenging God. You're daring him when you don't take your medicine and you sit up there, well, God, you're supposed to heal me. Your word says heal me. The word says be a good steward too. Understand what it is that he desires you to do. Well, what is his desire? His desire should be your desire. And he wants you to have a healthy life. He wants your health to you, to you prosper just like your soul prospers, right? 
That's what he wants you to be. And you're going to sit up there and say, well, I'm going to take my medicine because, you know, I don't like the way it tastes and all that stuff. And the doctor, he just told me to take it for 10 days. And I'm just going to take it for five days. What? That's leaning into your own understanding. And my Sunday school people know. I told you that's insanity. That's just insanity. So what is our takeaway from this? What is our takeaway from healing? The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is that same powerful spirit that heals you. You want your food blessed? You better praise and worship God. He forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Okay, number five. See, I'm getting through it pretty fast, right? Okay. I know I'll be watching, Sister G. I don't even know what time I have. Pastor, I'm okay with my time. Okay. Number five is grief. Now, we've all gone through it, right? We've all gone through it. Okay. So, John 16, 33, 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9. And Psalm 34, 18. Oh, I have four. And 2 Corinthians 4, 16. So what did the Lord give me for grief? In Jesus, there will be peace. But in this world, there is trouble. Take heart. H-E-A-R-T. Jesus has overcome the world. We are hard-pressed, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away. Thank you, Jesus. Yet, inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Day by day. Wake up every morning. And thank him for what he's done for you. Thank him. It never goes away. But God is a faithful God. Faithful God. What's my takeaway? No one expects us to resolve grief in our lives. But God has already promised that he has overcome the world. It is the world that brings us this untold grief daily. We are outwardly wasting away, but inwardly we are renewed one day at a time. One day at a time. Finally, and this is, not right, this is just of the six, agape love. Agape love. Thank you. John 3, 16. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. What does it say to us? John 3.16 says, God loved the world so much that he gave Jesus in death and in resurrection. He gave him to save us spiritually, physically, and emotionally. 1 Corinthians 13.4-8, love is patient. It's kind. It's not envious. It doesn't boast and it's not proud. It is honorable to others and not seeking or self-seeking or easily angered and it keeps no records <sighs> love don't keep records mm, that means you need to forgive people because love don't keep no records does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth always protects us always trusts always hopes and perseveres love never fails dear friends let us love one another for love comes from God. And this is what I um, um, heard this last week. It just pricked my heart. 
Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. What's my takeaway? God is love. He demonstrated the ultimate love sacrifice by offering his only son to save us. That's like you taking a bullet for a stranger. That's like you taking a bullet for a stranger. God is the authority of love, and he is the only one that can show us how to love. If I don't love, I don't know God. And it's just that simple. You don't love, you don't know God. Six of those areas were really indicative of how I was able to walk. And it, it was an ebb and flow. It came in, it came out. You know, we don't always have grief every year, every month, maybe 10, 15 years in between. But we have them. We have it, right? So we have to know where to go with the promises of God. When I saw 3,000, I said, my Lord, every person who has accepted you as, their, as his Lord and Savior has anything and everything to help them live an abundant life. Because the promises are there. And they're yay and amen. Are there times when you just can't remember a particular scripture that goes with a special need, yet yearning for God's presence and revelation? There's always something that may catch you off guard. Have you ever tried to develop your own personal statement of faith? As I was reading the promises, I said, you know what? I can develop me a statement of faith. Let me give you an idea of what that might look like. Because I've already shared with you some things, right? Okay, so I already know the church has one. Okay? Actually, they have two. Church has two. The first one is a statement of faith about what we believe in. Okay? And I actually have both of them right here. Pastor, did you know you had two statements of faith? So, what we believe and preach, that's on the website. And we believe in the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is a true God and true man. The Holy Spirit is a divine person. The Old and New Testament are God's divinely inspired words. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God and are in need of salvation. Salvation has been provided through Jesus Christ for all men. It is the will of God that every believer be filled with the Holy Spirit. Healing is provided in the redemptive work of Christ and is available to every believer. The church consists of all those who have received Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. There shall be bodily resurrection of the just and the unjust in the personal, visible, imminent return of Jesus Christ. And we also believe in water baptism and the observance of the Lord's Supper. That's on our website. The offering prayer is another statement of faith. It is. I love that offering prayer. Father, this is my seed that I now deposit into your kingdom. It represents my love and devotion that I have towards you. I thank you that I have the opportunity to sow into your kingdom. I do this with joy and thanksgiving. I believe that this seed that I now deposit into your kingdom will bring me a great harvest. I receive that harvest now. With this harvest, though, with the harvest, Father, I will be able to sow again into your kingdom. I give you thanks for this opportunity. That's a statement of faith. Now, let me give you an idea of how you can create a statement of faith. Remember how we went through all the uh, 
different um, promises. If you're going to create a statement of faith, it's got to be on the promises of God. This is mine. I believe that Jesus Christ died for me so that I may live an abundant life according to his riches and glory. This defines me as a child of the Most High God with all the rights and privileges of a child bought with the ultimate price of his unconditional agape love, death, and resurrection. I have inherited a place in God's heart where he will never leave me nor forsake me, regardless of dire circumstances. He is my father, and no weapon formed against me will prosper. I will grow stronger under the tutelage of his divine word because he has a plan for me that I may prosper and not be harmed, to give me a future and a hope. Through my faith and obedience, I will prove him in his word that he will throw open the gates of heaven to pour out blessings that I cannot handle as he said in his word. I will re as he said in his word, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I am reminded that all of his promises are yea and amen. We can all create our own. It just depends on where our journey is. Now I have something for you guys. How would you summarize 3,000 plus promises that are available to you? I mean, you all have the option to do that. But these are some of the things that the Lord placed on my heart. Accept your assignment. Accept, not accept. Accept your assignment. Draw nigh to God as he draws to you. Stand on the foundation of his word. Put on the whole armor of God. Ask to receive, not to open, and seek to find. Study to show yourself approved. Constantly renew your mind to show a God's consciousness in everything you do. Fast and pray often. Be obedient to the word, faithful to God, and loving to yourself and others. Happiness needs a happening, but joy is the strength that coincides with the great I am, the author and finisher of your faith, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who he is. Amen. Amen. And finally, remember, he is the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Stand on the promises of God. He will never leave you or forsake you.